Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Deadline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, glad you could join us today. Well, let's begin with Myanmar, where the military has staged a coup and seized power from the democratically elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi. The Nobel laureate has been detained along with other leaders of her party during raids early Monday. The army said it had carried out the detentions due to what it calls election fraud. It has handed power to the military chief and has imposed a state of emergency for one year. Phone lines in the country's capital and its main commercial center were not reachable. State TV also went off air hours before parliament had been due to sit for the first time since the ruling party's landslide election win last November. Well, both the U.S. and Australia, meanwhile, reject any military takeover in Myanmar. The White House says President Joe Biden has been briefed on Suu Kyi's arrest. It adds it opposes any attempt to alter the elections or impede the country's democratic transition. It also vows to take action against those responsible for the coup if the military's moves are not reversed. The Australian government, meanwhile, expressed concern over Myanmar's military. It called for the immediate release of leaders, saying they were unlawfully detained. As for Japan, it's watching the situation and has no plans to repatriate Japanese nationals from Myanmar. The Philippines confirmed 2,103 new COVID-19 cases on Sunday. This is the second straight day in the country reported more or that the country reported more than 2,000 new patients. The total number of infections in the country now stands at over 525,000. The health department also reported more than 11,000 additional people who recovered from the disease. 80 more fatalities were also recorded, raising the country's death toll from the disease to over 10,700. The country's current case fatality rate is at over 2 percent, the highest in the past six months. Now, the Philippines is expected to receive up to 44 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines this year through the World Health Organization's COVAX facility. That's according to the WHO's representative to the Philippines, Dr. Rabindra the WHO says up to 9 million of these doses could be delivered within the first half of the year. He adds the early rollout of the vaccines from COVAX will take place mid-February for Pfizer and in the second quarter for AstraZeneca. The Philippines has already granted emergency use authorization for these two manufacturers. The COVAX facility has an agreement with the Philippines that we will provide vaccines for up to 20% of the population. That's approximately 22 million people. Uh, these are the first quantities that have already been earmarked for delivery to the Philippines. But deliveries will continue as and when uh, the, uh, the production capacity can keep up and ensure deliveries. The World Health Organization-led team investigating the origins of COVID-19 visits the Wuhan seafood market where the virus was initially detected. The team arrived at the Hunan market amid heavy security and left about or after about an hour. Public access to the market has been restricted since it was shut at the beginning of last year. 
The team has visited markets and hospitals as well as an exhibit commemorating Wuhan's battle with the virus. The WHO has sought to manage expectations for the mission, adding the team would not have any contact with members of local communities due to health restrictions. Back here at home, the Philippine Red Cross will soon begin saliva PCR tests in several malls, schools and private companies. The Red Cross says over 800 volunteers are undergoing training for proper saliva sample collection. The cheaper and non-invasive saliva PCR tests will be available in all Red Cross laboratories nationwide beginning this month. However, Red Cross Chairman and Senator Richard Gordon is dismayed the saliva test has not yet been included in PhilHealth's benefit package. The Health Department's Health Technology Assessment Council has yet to approve the test for public consumption. Ang sabi sa amin nila Secretary Duque, pwede na namin i-test pero private use. Pero yung mga pangkaraniyo mamamayan, huli na naman. Dahil na magbabayad sa pangkaraniyo mamamayan, yung mga OFW, ay ang ating magiting at masipad kuno na PhilHealth. Ay medyo napipikon na rin ako sa dahil uh, hindi naman tama yung ginagawa na mabagal sila. Uh, kaya I call a spade a spade. The Philippine Transportation Department assures the public various health measures are being strictly implemented in all MRT-3 trains and stations. See, last week, dozens of MRT-3 depot personnel, including its general manager, tested positive for COVID-19. The transport authorities say the cases were contained at the depot. All of the employees who contracted the virus are also under quarantine. Officials add, all MRT3 trains and stations are being disinfected thoroughly and regularly. Hindi dapat mabahala yung mga mananakay natin sa MRT3 uh, dahil sa nalimitahan natin itong uh, mga kaso ng uh, COVID-19 doon lamang sa opisina sa MRT3 depot o doon sa garahe ng uh, mga tren ng MRT3. Sa kasalukuyan, base sa huli nating uh, tala ay wala pa naman tayong nakikitang kaso ng COVID-19 mula sa ating mga stations personnel. The Metropolitan Manila Development Authority, or the MMDA, is reminding the public to put on face masks even inside private vehicles. Those who are caught violating the rule will pay a fine of 2,000 pesos for the first offense. But the MMDA clarifies this rule does not apply to solo drivers. According to the LTO pronouncements, po, ma'am, pag mag-isa lang po tayo sa ating uh, pribadong vehicle, no? Uh, of course, uh, pwede na po tayong uh, hindi magsuot ng uh, face mask. Pag two or more uh, ang passengers ng sasakyan, dapat magmask. The Philippines will begin implementing the Child Safety and Motor Vehicles Act starting tomorrow, February 2nd. The law requires child restraint systems or car seats for children in private vehicles to prevent injuries and deaths in case of a crash. The law also states only those aged 13 years old and above can use the front passenger seat. Those who violate the law will be fined up to 5,000 pesos. A person's driver's license will also be suspended for one year for the third and succeeding offenses. Enforcement is not only about apprehension, by the way. It's, it also covers information uh, dissemination as well as warnings. Instead of issuing initially a TOP for the violation or a show cause order, we'll be on the warning mode as well as information dissemination. Uh, we'll come up with a timeline, say, between three months to six months when we 
uh, that's when we will start our enforcement or apprehension of violators. Oral arguments on the petitions against the Anti-Terrorism Act are pushing through tomorrow, despite several attempts by the Solicitor General to block the proceedings citing the pandemic. Petitioners say they are ready to prove that the law should be repealed, as that it has become the root of human rights abuses. They are questioning the vague definition of the word terrorism in the measure, which law enforcers may use to target even ordinary citizens. Ang target ng terror law ang mga aktivista at mga perceived dissenters. At uh, kita naman mula sa mga celebrities hanggang sa mga international NGO, mga karitas, mga recently mga schools. At uh, syempre makabayan at iba pang mga activist organization. And hopefully mag-succeed ang aming uh, challenge na i-declare itong karumaldumal na batas uh, unconstitutional. A constitutional law professor, meanwhile, says since being enacted, the law has already had a chilling effect on society. What the uh, military have been doing in terms of red tagging is an example of that. Because they keep on saying that they uh, uh, activists are, by doing all of these things that they're doing, uh, criticizing the government, are terrorists, uh, right? So that, that's a good example because then, and then they decide specific provisions of the, the anti-terror act saying that, well, the, you know, when you criticize the government, it violates this particular uh, provision, uh, then that, that could be pointed out as, a, as a, in fact, uh, uh, already uh, causing harm because, uh, you know, for me, red tagging by itself already causes harm. Since being signed into law last July 2020, there have been 37 petitions filed against the controversial measure. Another town in the Philippine province of Leyte reports its first case of the African swine fever. The Regional Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory conducted a rapid test following what he or what was described as an unusual death of a hog in Dulag, Leyte. Hog racers in Dulag are now being advised to closely monitor their livestock and to enforce strict quarantine measures. At least 519 hogs were culled in the nearby town of Abuyog. That's to prevent the spread of the disease. President Rodrigo Duterte signs an executive order imposing a price cap on pork and chicken in Metro Manila in a bid to address the recent price surge of meat products. The price ceiling will last for 60 days. That's after the Agriculture Department requested a price freeze on pork and chicken after the African swine fever led to supply shortage. Pork prices in Metro Manila have gone down slightly as the Agriculture Department continues to augment the supply. On Sunday, the consumer group market monitoring showed uh, pork, price in, uh, pork prices rather decreased from 400 to 380 pesos per kilo. The Agriculture Department says the supply in Metro Manila will be further augmented this week with the arrival of imported pork products as well as supplies from the Visayas and Mindanao. Fuel companies are implementing price adjustments this week. The price of gasoline will go up by 25 centavos per liter, while price of kerosene will be slashed by 25 centavos per liter. The price of diesel will remain unchanged. The price movements will be implemented Tuesday morning.
Over in Europe, Britain will formally apply to join a Trans-Pacific trading bloc as it eyes a rebound from the pandemic through global trade. Here's the full story. Exactly a year since Brexit, the UK government is eyeing up membership of another trading bloc. The UK is to formally ask to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP, on Monday. Among the 11 countries it already includes are Australia, Canada, Japan and Vietnam. British Trade Minister Liz Truss will make a formal request to join on Monday when she speaks to her counterparts in Japan and New Zealand. Negotiations are expected to start later in the year. The only way we're going to recover uh, the economy after COVID is by more trade. One of the things I'm announcing today is our plans to join the Trans-Pacific Partnership, a group of fast-growing nations, so we can expand global trade. So that is what we want to see. We want to see more sure. opportunities for British business, and we want to see a greater flow of vaccines to make sure the whole world gets vaccinated. The government said joining the Trans-Pacific Trade Group would remove tariffs on food and drink as well as cars, while helping to boost the technology and services sectors. In a statement, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Saturday, quote, We are forging new partnerships that will bring enormous economic benefits for the people of Britain. Monday marks the first anniversary of Britain formally leaving the European Union, the world's largest trading bloc. Membership of the CPTPP would offer Britain access to economies that represent around 13% of global economic output. But critics claim that a trade deal with countries thousands of miles away would bring limited economic benefit to the UK. Former U.S. President Donald Trump names two new lawyers to lead the defense in his impeachment trial, which begins February 9th. This comes after Trump abruptly parted ways with five of his lawyers, including two former leads, after disagreements on legal strategy. A source told CNN Trump had wanted the lawyers to continue his baseless claim of mass election fraud instead of focusing on the legality of convicting a president who has already left office. Trump faces the charge of, an inci of inciting an insurrection after his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol last January 6th in an effort to overturn his election laws. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 and Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.